OTB GAA Scale has opened the war definitely with the football pod Where are your power rankings now? The Royal Rumble that's coming our way Hurling pod versus football pod Will, you're a coward Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar One of the big stories coming out from the hurling weekend was the annihilation of Wexford by Clare to get the Wexford perspective, I'm delighted to say Tom Dempsey is with us this morning. Tom, how are you keeping? Morning, Ger. How are you? It's great. It's been a bit of a bad week for me, Ger. My two great loves are Wexford Hurling and Liverpool uh, FC. So I don't know which way to turn this week. Hopefully <laughs> there's brighter days ahead. Yeah, at least with Liverpool they can sign some players. But Wexford, maybe, <laughs> maybe the injured players are the, the bit that you can hang your hat on. Um, you were at the game. For anybody who didn't see it, what, what was, was there an ebb and flow to it? Was it like, what happened? Uh, I, I think there were a couple of things happened, Jaron, and, and I have to be very fair with Claire as well. They, they were bad as all as it was for Wexford, but they were an absolute pleasure to watch. You know, the Tony Kellys, the Aidan McCarthy's, the John Conlans, they were just outstanding. They were like a team that were going out in the first round of the Munster Championship, and, and some of their hurling was absolutely exquisite. So let's put that to bed. You know, they deserve a lot of credit for the way they played. I, what's happening, I think, at the moment, and I'm not looking for excuses. Wexford supporters, we we don't kind of determine our love for hurling, and there's an incredible passion, a bit like Kildare yourself, Chair, an incredible passion for hurling down in Wexford as there is for football in Kildare, but it's not determined by success, but it is determined by competitiveness. And sadly, last weekend uh, we just weren't competitive, and I think it was the first time in a while that I've seen maybe Wexford supporters leaving at half time. Now, in fairness to the lads, Ger, uh, like I, I just looked down through the names. The one thing that we're missing a little at the moment is physicality and a little bit of experience. And, you know, we, Liam Ryan, Lee Chin, Rory O'Connor, Matthew O'Hanlon, Kevin Foley, Mark Fanning, our goalkeeper, and then some of the new, younger fellas, Oshin Foley, Richie Lawler, Connor Devitt, they, they were all in the dugout or they were all in the stand. And probably compared maybe to the Limericks, to the players even of this world, we don't have the strength and depth. So, what, what, what I think happened and not to labor the answer was that we went out without really our structure to our team. And my father used to always say that if you want to give young lads a run, put in 10 or 11 of your team and then put three or four young fellas in to give them a go. And I think what happened was when things went wrong, they went badly wrong. And maybe there wasn't that bit of experience on the field to, to turn it around. But that, that's no, no form of an excuse because at the moment, Chair, we're, we're not competing. We weren't competing and we didn't have any great style to our play last weekend. I think the main concern might be that this is a return to the dark days when the great Kilkenny team were handing out, as Sean Moran used to refer to them, the punishment beatings as a matter of routine in the Leinster Championship. And just how how damaging that was for hurling people and their passion is like that there was no sense of... there was It was a bit like the Leinster Football Championship in recent years. There was no sense of possibility or hope. Like the season started with, oh, everything is a precursor to... Uh, a routine defeat and then for the last five, six, seven years that hasn't been the case so I, I, I suppose there's just those ghosts hanging around where that you really hope that isn't the case this time there, there is, Jaron. Sadly, Ger, we were born beside a monster and I, I'm not referring to Brian Cody now I'm referring to Kilkenny you know, we, we I, I often feel, I remember, remember when Waterford um, were badly beaten in the All-Ireland Final back in 2008 I, I, I just 
saying to some people coming out. I mean, we had to get used to that for years. And the, prom- the problem with Wexford when we were in that situation was that we were using Kilkenny as a barometer where we shouldn't have been. We should have been kind of using maybe teams that were lesser down the line as a barometer, but it didn't help us. And I think you've really hit the nail on the head. I, th- I think the lads will be back. I think one of the big problems is now that we haven't really formed our plan. I mean, a team needs to be playing, you know, for maybe four or five games before they actually formulate their plan. And I think that's going to be very, very difficult. So you've hit the nail on the head. The problem at the moment and within the county at the moment is morale and confidence. And uh, that's pretty much at a low ebb now at the moment. But I would I would want to exempt. I remember, if you don't mind me telling you, Jerry, I, I often think I was at half time last Sunday. I mean, we were 20 points. They'd scored 417. And I, I remember an old story, whether true or not, about Babs Keating. You probably remember it yourself, where he was in the dressing room. Cork were hammering Tipperary in a packed turlis. And Babs came in, gave him the blood and thunder speech, said, look, lads, the bottom line is that we're in our own pitch. Where's the pride in the jersey and that? And then he shouted, are we going to win? To a muted response going out for the second half. He asked Joe uh, Hayes, Joe's a great character, are we going to win Joe Hayes? And Joe, Joe turned around calmly and he said, I think, Babs, if you were a betting man, your money would be on Cork at this stage, you know, and <laughs> I, I don't know how true that is, but I'd say that that feeling was with a lot of Wexford players last um, weekend. And the one bit of credit I give, they were a very young group of players, one bit of credit I give, they went out and lost the se- second half by two points, because I tell you, Wexford Park wasn't a nice place to be for a Wexford hurler last Sunday. Tom, if you're to analyse the, the the reasons for such a drubbing, like the, if you look at James Lawler's puck out strategy, clearly Clare were happy to sit and let them have the the short puck outs. But there was a couple of a couple of the goals. In fact, more than a couple of the goals came from those basic individual errors, just dropping the ball. I think David Clark and Simon Donahue maybe a couple, dropped a couple of um, slitters on a couple of occasions that led to goals. Is that the concerning thing that it's just basic individual it, errors? I I think so, Shane. I like. I'm, call me a dinosaur. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm in my early forties now, only joking. I'm, I'm in my late fifties now. And some people call me a dinosaur, but I think one thing that brought something home to me last weekend was, uh, the clear goalkeeper, um, just took a straightforward puck out at one stage in the first half. Ball went into our square, ball dropped and uh, Aidan McCarthy buried it. It took about three seconds. The way Wexford are playing at the moment, if the plan for the short puck out is not working, we're kind of, ta- you know, we're not kind of reverting to the long ball. And I think we need, you know, we need uh, we need to kind of change our plan a bit. Like we would have had, Shane, four turnovers last weekend, probably from short puck outs. And it wasn't James Lawler's, it was the game plan. It was James Lawler was doing mm. what he was instructed but we were getting the ball, trying to bleed, you know, you're trying to go by the likes of, um, uh, what do you call it, Peter Duggan, big men like this. And we were trying to beat him, move it on to the next fella, move it on to the next fella. When that wasn't working and we had about four turnovers, I mean, Tony Kelly, these guys love that, uh, and goes, I think we should have changed our strategy and went long because at least if the ball is on the other end of the field, uh, it's a less danger than what we were doing last week. And so I think you really hit the nail in the head. The other strategy that we seem to have we concede puckouts, but not only that, when Clare were winning ball, they were playing the ball across the full back line, three to four to five. There was one point in the second half that John Conlon put the ball in the hurl, stopped. He actually stopped in the middle of the field. Nobody was going to him and he just looked up and he picked somebody out. And I think if we don't start putting pressure up front to take pressure off the defence, we're going to have major problems. So, you know, I, I think our, our strategy was wrong for last weekend and I think we need to be able to mix that up a little bit but that that depends on winning your ball but I think you've hit the nail on the head there Shane there was so many things wrong 
And we've been down this road before, you know, as you say, Kilkenny have done this before and we had a great move with Davy. I, I just would not like to say that one swallow will define our summer. I think when we get fellas back, we, there's one major thing that I think is going to be in our advantage. Munster is hell's kitchen. And that's, I would not like to be hurling in the Munster Championship. But if we can get it anyway right, we get the chins back, the Rory O'Connors back, but they, they need to come back very, very quickly. We can compete in Leinster because, let's be fair, it's not as competitive. I'm a Leinster man, but I have to admit it's not as competitive as Munster. So that's one major advantage to us over the next, you know, two months or, you know, month and a half or whatever, however long we're in the Leinster Championship. But certainly we need to have a plan B, maybe a plan C. But we were going back to the same thing that wasn't working last weekend and that really, really, really crucified us. Are many of those players expected back in time for the championship? Well, my understanding is they trained. I, I'm a Buffers Alley man and a Glen Barnhill man. The kids play with Glen Barnhill here and they trained. Uh, I know Lee trained and I think it's a, a, a cautionary measure with Lee. Rory has been back training. He's a long-term injury. So I think they're all back training now. Uh, last weekend. And I think the pity for the younger fellas there, we, you know, I don't be, I don't like to use the term lambs to the slaughter, but when you haven't got your structure, you haven't got your leechins, Hanlon is a great leader, you know, guys like that, Fanning is a, is a, is a great goalkeeper. When you haven't got those guys there, it really does leave the young fellas in, in, in between a rock and a hard place. And that's what happened last weekend. But from my uh, information, the boys are back training. But the only problem is, uh, Jaron Shane, that you do need, and I think John Milan said last weekend, you do need three to four games to get yourself really right for championship. We're not going to have a great uh, run into it now in that we're playing Galway over in Salt Hill, which is arguably the, the toughest game in, in the Leinster championship. We, we have to get them back. If they're ready to come onto the field now, we have to get them back next weekend. Is there any talk within the county about Paulie Foley and Dar Egan seem to yeah, suggest that he's not home I, at the moment? You see, that, that's a difficult one because Paulie is, um, you know, if you were talking about team morale, so if somebody goes off to Australia, comes back two to three weeks before the championship, do you use him, don't you use him? There's different views on that because it can cause problems to morale, but also he's one of the best hurlers we've had over the last number of years. And I think one of the things that he's very, very important for, I mean, the man is a huge man. Chin is a huge man. Matthew Hannon is a huge man. You know, Rory is a big fella. Uh, you know, these are all big men. These are the men that add physicality to the Wexford team. And this hasn't been there in the league so far. We've majorly had problems with physicality. But a short answer, as far as I know, at the moment, he won't be playing in the championship. He's still in Australia. But again, maybe somebody knows a bit more than I do uh, on that one. Can you take any strain of positivity out? <laughs> it might seem strange, but uh, a game like the weekend, Tom, because... You think back to the football we've talked about, Tyrone, you know, shipping six goals to Kerry in the league a couple of years ago and they ended up having a bit of a team bonding session that night and going on to win the All-Ireland later in the summer. So I'm not saying that's necessarily what's going to happen to Wexford, but maybe you can take something out of this and because it's such a drubbing, you can kind of reset. Well, as the song says, the only way is up after this, you know, but I think, you see, it's funny, Wexford are a peculiar county. Um, you know, we would have had a, an awful beating off Watford in the league semi-final last year. We then got ourselves going poorish enough performance against Dublin, but we're great people to reinvent ourselves. I mean, one thing I was just thinking, I, I think about Hurland 24-7, and when I'm not thinking about that, I'm thinking about Jorgen Klopp and how much I admire him, but we didn't win a minor title from 1985 to 2019. That's 34 years. So for a county that's not doing that, we've been doing very, very well, given that we've got a good return out of the 13, you know, that three uh, under-21s in a row. We've been doing very, very well to reinvent ourselves, and all of a sudden then, when you think things are really bad, Wexford will come back and they'll beat a Kilkenny in Nolan Park as they did last year. So, look, the positives, 
to be honest with you, Shane, I, I, I couldn't take too many positives out of last, um, Sunday because it was an almighty, I mean, 417 in the first half to 1-6 was probably as big a score as I've seen put up against Wexford, particularly in what we would call our, our little sanctuary, Wexford Park. There weren't too many positives. There were a couple of guys played okay. You know, I think Shane Rick did well. Um, you know, the likes of going up the field a bit. Cahill Dunbar had a good game midfield. And, uh, you know, the, the Rory Higgins tried hard. So I think the secret is if we had maybe six or seven of our starters last week, I think what he needs to do is decide on those six or seven and just hope, fingers crossed, that we'll get the other guys back and we'll get up and running for the Leinster Championship. And you know what? Not for the first time in Wexford. I, I, I would, um, I would be hoping more than be sure about what's going to happen next. Um, Jamie Domican's been in touch asking if Wexford could fall as far as Offaly have in recent years. I, I guess the, diff- the difference is that the spine of the team is elite and it's whether or not you have enough players who are putting the rest of the work in. And I guess the other aspect of this is that um, you talked about the absence of a minor title. It's okay if you're reaching finals and if you're reaching quarterfinals and, and moving on and players are being developed. Are the systems in place in your there view are, at the we, moment? We very, we, there, there are systems in place, and I have to say it's 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 not that there's not a lot of hard work going into the thing. And you know the management, very genuine fellas, Dara as well, very very good guys, putting a lot of work. And we have been competitive at minor level in that. Of course, we've Galway now on board in Leinster. That's going to, I'd say we were one of the counties where probably weren't one to see them, but I think it's right that they're in the minor championship in, in, in Wexford. We've a very good guys just taking over as well at the moment. Niall Williams, um, he's a Westmead man. He's, he's director of hurling, if I give him the right title. He's putting incredible structures in place. There's been incredible work done over the last few years. I, t- I, Ger- I, I don't know what it's like in Kildare, but I'd often liken both counties. We're not really getting there, but there's a huge amount of work, like from Kildare's point of view could you see where we are in Wexford I mean uh, you've opened a can of worms there Todd <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've hit me right in my heart I, I, I think um, I, I think that there has been a lot of effort made in Kildare it, the, there's been an absence of joined up thinking if you talk to people who have knowledge it seems to me for example that in Wexford you've got the systems in place you've a very progressive county board chairman who has like really I think hit on something and identified what it is to be involved in Wexford GA and so if there's a blip at the weekend there's no chance of this turning into what happened to Offaly where there's lost generations I would say you guys are further down the road well, in terms of the organisational off the field Yeah I, I think so I, I would pray and hope that that that, that Offaly situation we're still te- the, the, the group of players and the team now my worry is that the some of the players some of our leaders are getting a little bit older but we're still a group of players that could have beaten Clare last year in the All-Ireland quarterfinal that beat Kilkenny in Nolan Park so you know I don't think we need to talk about that just at the moment but there are a few things in Wexford that really infuriate me uh, and one of them and I, I could take a bit like yourself I could I could talk all morning about this but there's one of the things we, we have a cl- local club championship we have a split season in Wexford, right? And our club hurling needs to be strong for inter-county hurling to be strong. But we have a split season now, and I just look here at the local Glenbarrentown club. The hurling championship has run off probably in five, well, probably about eight weeks. But some of the teams are out of the championship after five weeks. Now, what that means is the club hurler was finished hurling last August, maybe August the 2nd, and the next competitive match would be ju- would probably be July, which is nine or ten months away. And that is no way to develop 
club hurling. I don't think we have a hope of improving in that situation. And we come in with little rules, which I sometimes, we've changed the minor grade back to 18 this year. I know it's 17 in, um, in which I think is quite correct. It's 17 uh, nationwide or nationally. But Wexford put in then the kicker. Everybody wanted back to 18. Wexford put in a kicker that an 18-year-old then, fellow that was under 18, couldn't play adult with his club. That's grand for the elite player that's getting plenty of matches. But I was talking to a young guy at the weekend. He plays for a, a non-fashionable club. His minor team next year are not going to be, you know, they'll be gathering players to get games. They won't go very far, maybe get three or four games. So he can't play adult level for his club. And I just think that's crazy. I think we're not thinking through some of the decisions we're making. That's not going to develop that young player. And uh, it just sometimes uh, you, you sit back and you, you're perplexed by all this and saying, where do they come up with some of the some of the ideas, really? You know, and that, that, you know, there's there's a hundred different things that, that that I think could be improved. But the GAA for me, great organisation, whatever. But sometimes they're bringing out rules that that are hamstringing themselves, really. You know. Yeah, there's definitely an, uh, a period of unintended consequences of the split seasons that we're going to have to work through over the next couple yeah. of years and, and try and find common sense answers to most of the problems. But Tom, great stuff. Great to have you with us. And um, sorry yeah, for your trouble on the Liverpool front. Uh, look, lads, I have absolute confidence in Jürgen Klopp, uh, Klopp, I should say. I think he's going to bring us back. And listen, it's an absolute pleasure. Keep up the good work, lads. It's absolutely brilliant. Well Thanks done. a million. Keep Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.